about the Eightfold Path giving it a Mahayana flavor and uh, showing how those eight are necessary in order to benefit others. Okay. So before we talked about how they were necessary for our own practice to attain liberation and free ourselves, and tonight how we can specifically use those for the benefit of others. Okay. So to generate understanding in others, to help others understand their life and the path and how to free themselves, first of all, we need to have the correct or the perfect view. Okay, and that, remember, is the one that understands the Four Noble Truths, that understands emptiness, and so on. So it means having the correct view means that in the meditation sessions we have these realizations, and in the post-meditation session, in other words, have to get up off your cushion, you, re- you retain these things in mind. Because you need to retain them in your mind in the post-meditation session because that's the time when you deal with other sentient beings. So if you're going to use this one to develop understanding in others, you have to remember it when you're off your cushion. Okay, And then also we need to have correct or perfect thought at that time, which is contains within it the motivation to share the correct view with others. Okay, so remember the correct um, thought was characterized by the determination to be free, this kind of dispassionate attitude that doesn't cling to things. It was characterized by non-harmfulness and by benevolence. Okay, so with that kind of motivation, which is correct or perfect thought, then when we're up off of our cushion, we want to share what we've learned in our meditation sessions about the right view with others. So this is all to generate understanding in the minds of others. I remember when I first used to hear from my teachers all about, you know, how bodhisattvas, you know, share this and that with others, and they teach sentient beings the Dharma. And I used to think, why is he telling me all this? You know, this is for people who actually teach the Dharma and people who do that kind of stuff. Um, And little did I know. (laughs) So, uh, you know, instead of listening to this like, well, you know, what do you mean in my meditative equipoise and sharing this with others after meditative equipoise? I have no meditative equipoise and, you know, sharing it with others, you know, I'm never going to teach Dharma. You know, instead of seeing all this stuff as like something unrelated to you, this is something that's describing what you're going to do in the future. Okay? So it's giving you some information now so that you can kind of prime yourself, get yourself ready for that time in the future when you actually will be able to do it. Okay. Same goes, like, with, I remember the Bodhisattva house when I first took them, reading through them. Some of them sounded so strange, you know. How could, what's all this stuff? I mean, how could anybody possibly break this vow? It just sounded kind of so strange. And then, you know, as, as you... Stay in the business, so to speak. <laughs> you realize how, yes, it's very easy to break this vow. And this vow that you thought, you know, doesn't pertain to you at all because it pertains to all these other people who do all these other things you don't do, you know, like teach Dharma. Actually, it begins to pertain to you after all in a very short time. Yeah. So that all these things, you know, don't take them as something far away, but something that, that could be very close up. 
Okay, so those, you need the correct view, correct thought in order to generate understanding in others. Okay, then to generate conviction in others. In other words, it's not sufficient to have understanding, you know, to be able to give understanding to others through having it ourselves. We have to have the ability to make other people believe what we say. Yeah, because it's not just sufficient to have all the information and to have good advice, but people have to trust you. They have to believe in you in order for what you say to be effective. Because if you notice in your life, you know, most of the time people don't listen to the advice that's given per se. They, listen, they determine more uh, on the basis of who's saying it. You know, so you could give somebody, you know, you could tell them absolutely 100% perfect stuff. But if they don't have confidence in you, they're not going to pay any attention. And, I mean, that's the way we are, isn't it? People can give us incredible good advice, but we don't listen for two minutes if we don't trust the person who's giving it to us. So for that reason, if in the Mahayana sense we want to be of benefit to others, then we have to really make, you know, do things that cultivate others' trust in us. It's very important to be trustworthy and for others to believe in us. And so in order to do this, um, we need to have right or perfect action. Okay? We need to keep up our, you know, live according to abandoning the seven destructive actions of, you know, body and speech and creating the, the seven positive ones. Actually, all ten of them, you know, but... Uh, with action, action, we're actually going to really stressing the physical ones, but uh, the three physical um, non-virtues. So in order for people to have conviction in you, you have to act properly, yeah? Because, uh, you know, if we're always kind of cheating people and fudging on things and not returning stuff that's given to us and, you know, being very promiscuous, then other people just aren't going to trust us, even if we have, you know, great, incredible wisdom. We're not going to be able to really be of benefit to others. Okay, so we need the, the correct action. We also need the correct livelihood in order to be of benefit to others. In other words, we need to learn to live simply and not have a lot of needs. Because if we're to the contrary and we have a lot of needs and we have a very elaborate lifestyle, then that's going to be a really big thing in our mind at all times of how to keep up our lifestyle. And that's going to really influence our relationships with others. Yeah, And so it's always going to be kind of in the back of our mind of how can I flatter somebody so that they'll give me something? How can I give them a gift so they'll give me something else? You know, like all sorts. Remember before we talked about the five wrong livelihoods? Yeah, it's so easy to get all involved in those if we have a lot of, if we have an elaborate lifestyle and a lot of needs and wants. And so... You know, that just creates a lot of mistrust in others when we don't have a good livelihood because we're always sitting there trying to finagle things so that we wind up ahead. Yeah. So to develop conviction in others, you know, to really have kind of proper livelihood. And then also we need to have the correct or proper speech so that other people will believe what we say. So again, you know, we might have all sorts of great view and great wit and great thought, but 
if if our speech is completely rotten, even though at this one time we might say the truth when we're teaching, still other people aren't going to believe us. And you can see very clearly that some people, um, you know, they may say really good things, but nobody believes them. Sometimes we've even been in that boat. You know, we're really speaking the truth and people just don't listen or they don't believe us. And that's because of our our karma from improper speech, from doing the, the four destructive actions of speech. Yeah. So we have to have correct speech in order to convey the meaning of the Dharma to others and to have that kind of karmic energy so that our speech bears weight, that it has meaning to others, so that others listen. Okay. So again, we're trying to build you know, others' confidence and trust in us, not so that we can manipulate them. Okay, So we're not having good speech and action and livelihood so that we can manipulate other people. Okay, We're trying to have that out of a real genuine wish to be of benefit to them and recognizing that to be a benefit to them, this is you know a real necessary condition. Communicating? Yeah. And this is real. This is actually quite important stuff. Because you just look in, in your own life sometimes, you know, who you listen to and who you don't listen to and what criteria, you know. And it's the people that we have trust and confidence in that we listen to. Yeah. Because they live properly. They act properly. Whereas somebody else who we don't trust may say something fantastic, but we really dismiss it. Yeah. So I mean that doesn't that doesn't say much for our discriminating wisdom. Okay, I mean it shows that we're quite prejudiced and biased and and partial. Yeah, we listen to some people and don't listen to other people instead of really being open to learn from everybody. So that's saying something about our partiality and our own limitations. But recognizing that if we want to help others, they operate under the same limitations we do. And we have to work within the limitations in other people's minds. Okay. Yeah. And then, okay, it's not sufficient just to generate understanding and conviction in others, but we have to um, understand how their minds work. We have to have some kind of... Um, sensitivity uh, to the point, even at advanced stages of clairvoyance, to really understand people's dispositions, their karma, their interests, their temperament. Okay, so for that we need to develop uh, correct concentration. Yeah. And in order to get rid of the disturbing attitudes that plague us, that um, interfere with our generating both conviction and understanding in others, we need to free ourselves from the disturbing attitudes. And this is done basically through correct mindfulness, concentration, and effort. Yeah. So if we're going to benefit others, we have to benefit ourselves. So we, have, we need mindfulness, concentration, and effort as well. Okay? So this is a little bit about how to how you would look at those, how to use those eight noble fold paths to be of service to others.
okay, eliminating our own disturbing attitudes through mindfulness, concentration, and effort, gaining some kind of understanding of how the mind works, an understanding of clairvoyant powers through mindfulness and especially concentration, generating understanding in others through meditating on the view ourselves, remembering it in post-meditation, and then with the correct thought, sharing it with others, and then generating others' trust and conviction in us through correct livelihood action and speech.